Oh, greetings there, travelers. Welcome back to the end of the Seven Dice. Looks like everyone out there is gearing up to go off to the final battle. I really hope this all goes as planned. But we're doing our part here. We've got to get things ready. So if you don't mind, I just have to scoot on by you. Oh, greetings there, travelers. Welcome to the end of the Seven Dice headquarters for Wing Over Gimbal, famous name Bad. We're getting ready. We're setting up a new portal. Uh, really hope this works. The plan is, so, this world seems like it's pretty much screwed, even if they win. A lot of the world's gone, right? So we have to get people out of here. The walls of white are moving in on us. They're consuming already most of the ocean. Everything is just disappearing. We need to just evacuate fast. So we're setting up a portal, trying to get to a world that is described in this book. This book has been telling us the story of Bow to the Seven Dice and what's been going on with our heroes as we've been preparing for this final battle. And Honestly, I'm concerned, travelers, because it does say this is the end. But there's still one more fight, I suppose. Uh, we're just waiting on someone to come on. Oh, there she is. Wingover. Yes, I brought what you're looking for. The different artifacts here. There's the tongue of the thousand-year-old sorcerer. There is the head of the ancient Githseer. And we have, of course, the heart of Mithranor. Are you certain that everything is going to be okay? Oh, yeah, yeah, I've dealt with portals before. I've traveled through a few. I've, you know, hopped around here and there. Don't even worry about it. We got it in the bag. This should be fine. I'm following an instruction. How hard could it be? It's in a book. Okay, well, we're just loading up the ships now, so... I'll pop by near the end just to make sure that everything's okay, but just try not to blow yourself up in the process. Oh, Astoria, we got kind of a thing with battle bads. I don't know where they are right now, but could you just read this as a bit of a contract thing? Oh, um, come on down to Battle Bards for amazing sound effects and music to heighten your game. Um... If you are looking for interesting spell effects or possibly even sounds to immerse yourself in town, then head on over to BattleBards.com for these amazing sounds. Okay, is that fine? Sounds good to me. Thank you. All right. Take care. I'll be back later. All right, travelers. So just going to put these things... uh... Heart of Mithranor is a lot smaller than I thought it'd be, honestly. Every, every time you hear it described in a story, it's gigantic, but this is about the size of a football, I suppose. Uh, Alright, well, travelers, we are diving into this new and exciting part of the tale. Uh, everybody's gearing up, getting ready for war. Borodon is getting ready to summon every witch thing across the realm to help fight, and it's, it's getting intense, travelers. We're nearing the end. Uh, we don't have any fan mail, but remember, if you do want to send us a message, head on over to the Twitters at Ballad7Dice, or the, the e- email we have sent up. Uh, it's an electronic mail system, Ballad7Dice at gmail.com, or drop on to the iTunes or the Podchaser and uh, leave us a review there. Absolutely always makes us happy to see the, those words of people enjoying the story. All right, travelers, let us dive in. To the ivory tower 
part two. Hey, I'm Bright, and I'm playing Kalsar, the Tiefling Paladin and Chosen of Yetifa. Hi, uh, I'm Humberto, and I'm playing Bordon, Dwarven Cleric and Chosen of Time. I'm Evan, and I'm playing Ronnie, the Half-Elf Bard and Chosen of Chaos. Hey, I'm Robert, and I'm playing MZ, the Gith Yankee Ranger and Chosen Blood. Hey, I'm Jason, and I'll be playing Drax here. The Dragonborn Artificer and Chosen of Machines. Previously on Battle of the Seven Dice, our heroes had finally made it back to Sanctuary with the third instrument. After discussing with Astoria and other people in Sanctuary what they should do for the next upcoming battle, they had talked about the book that was found on Ronnie's person, the magical book filled with creatures. While they were talking, the book itself had forced itself open and revealed an angel. Kelsar read that it was Pelgrith the Unclean, the fairy archangel that fell, that Dorum and her party had slain. And for some reason, it has, it been, has been locked, locked away in, in this book. book. And so you're all discussing about maybe wanting to summon it outside of town to try to speak with it, make a deal of some kind. And right now, it's so it's the day before the, the ships are going to set off. They need a day to get resupplied. And of course, they're not going to send off before you guys are ready. So you're all kind of just like at the headquarters. It's very busy here. There's a lot of people like moving crates out of here. People are grabbing equipment, grabbing books, and like going outside. Obviously, they're taking stuff to the Halruin ships that have arrived outside the city. Uh, what would all of you like to do? I guess um, first things first, we'll see if we can strike a deal with this entity. Does everyone else think? Yeah, that's kind of probably a good idea to try. Uh, if there's any, like, downtime, Drax here is just pairing things, uh, putting Uhtred back together and kind of just meditating and whatnot, getting ready. So would you, like, you want to try to deal with Pelgrith uh, today, like the day before heading off? I would like to do a deal with it as soon as possible, but I'd also, by deciding what we do first, I want to speak with Sargoth, the uh, blacksmith I met. Uh, is there anything you want to do, Ronnie and Bordon? Not really. Would Ronnie, like, let loose the night before going off? Yeah. Yeah, but I can't think of anything, like, actually fun to go do, so probably not. <laughs> so I guess not. Okay. What about the instruments? The instruments are here in the building. They're waiting to have you all retrieve them when you're ready. The two are locked far below the headquarters in these safes, but they can retrieve them if you'd like them. The drum currently is on your possession. I was just kind of thinking that might be like a big uh, Ronnie curiosity, possibly. He's had the drum for a long time. <laughs> I mean, Ronnie isn't normal, but <laughs> he doesn't seem dead, so it's it's surprising he's had the drum. You know when you had the horn, 
Kelsar was acting weird, and the, the harp seemed to have a bit of its own influence as well. But the drum, you haven't had any issues with that. Usually there's like one person that like is kind of turned by stuff. Mm -hmm. Is there anything you'd like to do, Bordon? I wanted to go and talk to like a Dumathine priest. Just to see like how mm -hmm. they are, like, you know, how the church is faring. Um, and um, if they have, yeah, because of course they'll have like the same feeling as I have. I mean, they probably won't have as much information, but um, it would sense, you know, like as much as I as I have. Yeah, at least help you kind of gauge the situation. Okay, for sure. So we will start off with Kelsar first, since you're right at the headquarters. Kelsar, it doesn't take long to find Sargoth. This large walrus man is, he has like a box under each arm, he's hauling a number of tools and stuff towards the door, and you manage to catch him, and he sets them down off to the side. As you get closer to him, like the temperature drops, you can see like your breath is in the air. Ah, hmm, who are you though? The tiefling boy with the map. Yes, Sargoth, it's, uh, nice to see you again. Yeah, you too. What are you, what are you up to right now? I'm just hauling tools off to those ships there. They are never as tuned up as they all say they are. Uh, let's walk and talk. Uh, I can help you in the meantime. I want to ask you some questions if you have a moment. Ah, perfect. So he goes and hands you another box, and then he carries the two with himself. So, uh, what are your questions? As you're starting to, like, walk outside, you see the streets are filled. There is, like, perched all over the headquarters. It's, like, it's covered in pigeons, except those pigeons are light gaunts. <laughs> and, like, this thing is covered with them. They're all just, like, watching you leave. Um, I guess there's not really much beating around the bush. As you are aware, we're having the final assault on the ivory tower tomorrow, which could decide the, uh, fate of all existence. Mm hmm. I need your help. Alright, what do you need me to do? Is there any way you could, like, refine my weapons and armor to give me a little bit of an extra push against Matthews? As, I don't know if you ever dealt with Matthews before, or Dorum, but I have, and they merely toyed with us, and we were slaughtered the first two times. And even though we're much more powerful now than we were when we first, when we first encountered them, I, uh, I can't guarantee we will succeed. So if there's anything you can offer to help me, it would give me more of an edge and increase our chances of succeeding. And I would be eternally grateful to you. And when this is over, I can, uh, I'll be more than willing to give you my gauntlet and my map for it. Hmm. That's pretty tempting. All right. Uh, I only have the knight, so give me that sword of yours. I'll see what I can do with it. Thank you so much, sir. Don't mention it. Just make sure you get some rest the night before, because this battle, it's gonna... It's gonna take everything from us. I have no doubt it will. I won't let him win this time. I won't make it easy for him. Hmm. Well, I'll try to help you to make sure that you make it through the other side. Thank you. So the two of you haul these supplies off. You walk with him. He, he takes you through town. And you can even see as you're coming up to the gates, there are these massive ships. And they look like a, like a regular ship that would be in the harbor, like a, like a galley. They're floating way up in the air. You see that there are these long ladders that are down. There are like these floating rowboats that are coming down. And they're, they're hauling stuff up to these ships. There's 
tons and tons of people that are set up outside the city. There are tons of tents. At like the whole, like the next few miles, it's all just tents that have been quickly set up. Like armies have been brought in. And it's weird because when you came in with the wagon, you saw nothing. Like it was just regular outside. And then now it looks like everything's been set outside and it looks like it's been here for a bit. So it's really throwing you off. But you, you help him carry all these supplies over to the ships and you hand off your sword and he, he waves you off. And going over to Borodon. So, Borodon, you seek out some members of your order. It doesn't take too long after asking around a few of the citizens trying to figure out where the church would be. You found that there's a grand library that is in Sanctuary, and a lot of the clerics, the different kinds of gods of knowledge, they meet up here, and they, they often, like, it. it's just more of like a like a group working together. You find out that, like, coming into this library, that it's pretty much all run by different churches. And stepping inside, there are these towering bookshelves. Like, they go a good 20, 30 feet up into the air. You see these little mechanical creatures that crawl up the bookshelves and retrieve books and bring them back down to people who are requesting things. You see there are clerics wandering all over, a lot of them look very frazzled, their hair's a little, like, disarray, maybe some look uh, sleepless, they have, like, bags under their eyes, dark circles, and you see just clerics of every faith, and you see over at one table, surrounded by mounds of books, there's an older dwarf, and she's she's just, like, passing through, like, going over all these different books, and you see the medallion hanging around her neck that looks just like yours. Okay, so I approach her, and I say, hey... You clearly is like a disciple of Dumathoin. I would I would like to have a word with you, uh, if if you may. She looks up. Oh, uh, yes, of course. Uh, take a seat. So, uh, have you encountered the the same problem everyone else is? Or are your powers fading? It is not actually. Really? Yes. Well, that's good news. That means that means that Dumathoin's okay. No. So what's happening is, um, so Matthews sort of like took hold of, um, of Dumathoin. Matthews? Yes. Wait, who is Matthews? Oh, it's a very powerful cleric. The one that we are sort of like grouping together to fight. Hmm. And, um, so he's sort of like, he has control I don't know exactly what happened, right? Because Dumathoin is a god, and um, it's very complicated. Like it's basically like unheard of of like a like a human like imprison a god. I mean, mm-hmm. it's not like unheard of, but like it's very very rare to say the least. Yeah, and like this creature needs to be extremely strong. So that's that's what we're facing right now. Um, we're going to fight him most likely tomorrow, and um, I'm thinking like of, like, uh, we'll try to to free Dumathoin, or, or whatever the situation is. I've seen it, but it's not very clear what it is. Mm-hmm. I just know that Matthews is maybe draining Dumathoin, or has imprisoned Dumathoin, or he has got, like, 
some hold uh, like on Dumbathoin, so that's that's the current situation. And it's it's sad that you guys are like getting weaker. I mean it is expected, but um it is sad to, to hear from you. Ever since the tentacles came from the sky, people have been losing abilities. Some lost all their powers that very day, and it's never returned. Others, like myself, it's just been slowly fading. We think the gods may be dying. We can't reach them, we can't hear them. If Dumathoin has been captured, it's it's possible that something something was weakening him, this Matthews maybe, and I, I don't understand how he could how he could be brought to this world though and and imprisoned. Maybe an item or a, a special place, maybe? It was a powerful enough natural artifact. Like, have you been in this library for, like, a lot? Have you read a lot about, uh, like... I, I don't know, like... Like this world? No, yeah, like this world and, uh, like... Have you been, or like, researching about this situation? Yeah, I've, I've been looking into it as much as I can. Everyone here is. We, we're all trying to figure out what's happening. We, we don't know. There's these chosen here. There's this, this dorm that's been bringing all these monsters in for the past 30 years. And we just figured it was something some adventurers would take care of. And we didn't think this was going to happen. So much of the world is just, I don't know if it's gone or what. Nobody knows what's beyond the white light. The walls of white are closing in. Yeah. And that's, I think that's, that pretty much like sums it up. We are like in a dire situation. So, mm -hmm. do you have like any idea of like, if it is an item or if it is a place like you said? Have you ever heard of like something that powerful in this world? You know, like to imprison a god or like an item that's powerful enough, or you know, like maybe collectively. I don't know, maybe, like, people in this library that are, that, that are, like, researching about it, maybe we can sort of, like, search, like, or learn about it or whatever. Or even, like, pointing me to, like, the right direction would be of great help. There are a few things that, of course, there are some items that are more myth and legend than, than real. There, there was a time where the gods were brought down to this world and made mortal to... Uh, humble them and have them learn more about their followers, but th there were a few items that, that were known to seal gods and, and keep them locked, but there was also... Then she she starts grabbing a few books, and like uh, she just like pushes this pile of books over onto the floor, opens up one, it's like, yes, it's uh, the necrotic cradle. If they had access to this, think of it as much as the name doesn't seem to imply it is a a pool of just pure creation and uh, things can go into it and be dissolved into it things can go into it and come out different changed even more powerful if someone had access to that it's it's possible they could perform some kind of ritual pulling on the power that these were left behind by the greater gods of creation that's that's one of the theories that we've had around here, that maybe one of these are being used. Is it possible to destroy it? The way that you could destroy it is... You could destroy the pool that's holding it, and the waters in it would just 
go into the world. It would just, like, be absorbed by the earth. Uh-huh. Probably a large forest would burst forward, but other than that... So it's not that bad. No, it, it shouldn't be dangerous if it's ever destroyed. If, if a person goes into these, it's said that you could become who you were truly meant to be. That's tempting. And uh, right now, temptation is not something that... I mean, it's an interesting idea. But it's too tempting. Like, uh, I think focusing on freeing Dumathoin is... That's what's paramount. Yes, it, it's it's possible wherever this person is, they could have direct access to it. Do you know where this, this Matthews is? Yes, he's in the Ivory Tower right now. The Ivory Tower of Palgrith the Unclean? Is it, Lucas? Yeah, it is. Yes, yes, of, of, <laughs> of course it is, mm. I mean... Yes, uh, yeah. <laughs> well, that is an incredibly powerful sight. It's a, it's a home of an archangel. It's there's enough divine magic in that tower itself to, to cause a cataclysm. It's it's possible they're pulling from that, or it's possible that maybe even the cradle is inside that tower, and that's what's giving it energy. I'm not sure. Bordon, make me a wisdom check. Ah, joke's on you, Lucas. I just added two points to my wisdom. Now I got, like, 20. No! Wisdom. <laughs> <laughs> you have no power here. <laughs> Wait, aren't you wisdom-based? Yeah. I feel like you could have done that a long time ago. Yeah, but I mean, I have, like, 16 strength, 18 constitution, 12 intelligence. He's a very rounded dwarf. Oh shit, I got like a net one. Oh my god. <laughs> <laughs> oh, and then I started no. there pissing myself and putting <laughs> more. And then yeah. And then I I do like a somersault. From an outside perspective, it's you know, there's there's two doctors and another dwarf, they're standing around a bed and there's Bordon on the bed just like having a seizure and they're just like, I'm sorry. It's... <laughs> It's too far shh, in. Shh. <laughs> Good night, sweet angel. <laughs> and then we go back into Bordon's fever dream of Battle of the Seven Days. <laughs> <laughs> You're too, like, in the moment. Like, all the all this information, like, it, it's kind of hitting you. And mm -hmm. uh, something kind of like, you know, like, when you kind of had a thought, like, well, what if? And then you immediately lost it. You're like, never mind, mm -hmm. it's not important. But you could, if you wanted, you could research here. Or, like, the day. Mm-hmm. If if like that, if you just want to look in more about that or like this tower or anything, any specific subjects, if you like take the time here, then I can give you uh, information based on what you're looking at. One thing that I wanted to do too, Lucas, is mm -hmm. using Planner Ally. Mm -hmm. Since we have like basically infinite money. Yeah. So it's just 10,000 GP a day, right? Easy peasy, lemon squeezy, if you have infinite amount of money. And it would free up, like, a, a spell slot tomorrow. I mean, I could mm -hmm. just, like, be summoning infinite planner allies because we have, like, infinite amount of money, right? Mm. Um, and then we would have an army, right? I think you're stretching infinite a lot yeah. there. We have, like, 80k or so. It's not 80k. It's way more. I, I, I've heard... I remember Lucas saying about 70,000 worth of jewels. 
I'm, I'm pretty sure it was like 70 something. Nah, nah, I mean, I, I do have like the diamond, diamond elephant or, yeah. or whatever. Oh, yeah. I forgot. <laughs> Is it like a, no, it's not an elephant. It's like a it's diamond like a, swan, wasn't yeah, it? Yeah, swan. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, and I just chipped a little bit, you know, like of that diamond. So I still have like, I, I think I have enough money like to cover for like some days. You want to summon a powerful celestial to aid you for the next few days. Yes. Do you? Okay, yeah. So you, you can do that. I'm casting Lulu! <laughs> it's a small celestial. Lawful good. <laughs> it's just... What, what, what creature is it? It's called Lulu. 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 Oh, there's a titan here. Aha. You're gonna try to summon a titan? Dirty strength. I mean, <laughs> all his like ability scores is like greater than. Then there's gonna be an attack on that thing. Ha! <laughs> <laughs> oh, Lucas, you're so funny. <laughs> this I'm podcast so is dying. <laughs> we did we it. Beat Matthews, and he just dies. <laughs> He's like Doggy, and then dies. Just stay away from the nape of its neck. <laughs> well, there's a chance of being chaotic good, 75% or neutral evil. Uh-uh. Uh, hmm. <laughs> I like that one. <laughs> uh, so, I don't know, like, I can summon a Pegasus and then just get the fuck out of here. <laughs> so, question, Lucas. <laughs> yeah? <laughs> if it's if the titan you summon uh, has like the creepy smiles, like the one from Attack on Titan, uh, run. Yeah, like and, mm. and like guys all naked. Yeah, like Bale. <laughs> oh, oh! If you know a specific creature's name, you can speak that name when you cast the spell to request that creature. Lucas. Okay. Ooh, Lucas, you know the name. You know the not, name. Do you not. You know what to say. Do not screw me here. Um, Just say Palgrith. No. <laughs> I summon Megara, the Dawn Titan, Gargantro Element, Chaotic Evil. <laughs> no. It's good to me. Can't you uh, just summon, like, Obelisk the Tormentor or something? I can, of course. I mean, but I would need all the parts, right? Oh, no, that's Exodia. That's Exodia. Yeah, Fuck. you just need three sacrifices. Oh, yeah. Yeah, it doesn't give any other information. It says you summon a Celestial... Any Celestial, by the way. So, I mean, you could just kind of reach out and try to, like, feel for, like, a Celestial and see see what you get. Jeez, there is a Kirin here. Ah. If the task is aligned with the creature's ethos, the payment might be halved or even waived. See? Oh, Jesus fucking Christ. Uh, uh, so I'm lawful neutral now. <laughs> yeah, but it's like, it depends on what you want them to do. It's like... If you're like, let's save the world, then probably like a good guy would be like, alright, that sounds pretty good. Yeah, no, let's kill some kids, you know, like, and uh, topple the Jedi Empire. Hold up, Anakin. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I, might have, uh, I might have a problem with that. Send some younglings. Just down a whole six-pack right in the back alley. <laughs> oh, those poor kids. So a being must be known to you, a god, a primordial, a demon prince, or some other being of cosmic power, 
that entity will then send you a celestial, an elemental, or a fiend loyal who will aid you. So a demon prince, like MZ. So I summon MZ to fight the... yeah. No, summon Matthews to be loyal to you. Ah, oh, that's not a bad idea. That means you would have to find an otherworld entity that had control of Matthews to send Matthews to you. Oh. Well, that's kind of... That's confusing. That's kind of bullshit. Basically, you're reaching out and you're, you're contacting a temp agency and they're sending you someone. That's that's <laughs> what this song is. The, the spell is a temp agency. <laughs> so what Outer Plains gig worker are you going to receive for a day? Okay, so... So just think, like, if you have a god in mind, a being, like, there is Dumathoin, there are other dwarven gods, like the main dwarven god of Maradin. I was thinking in fighting maybe like an, like an elemental. Okay. An elemental that would be able to fly and has, like, you know, thunder, like something related to the weather, since tomorrow mm -hmm. we'll be, be fighting... You know, like both, like on the air, and uh, like on the ground and air. So I was thinking, just like summoning, like an elemental, and that elemental, you know, would be aiding us. Yeah, I'm done with that. You're like praying to, it's like you're pretty much praying to the planet. And oh. Then they're gonna like an elemental would come to aid you. Yeah. Okay. So you want to summon it uh, today or tomorrow? I want to summon them today, because, like, that wouldn't, like, I wouldn't spend, like, a spell slot for that. Mm -hmm. You know, I mean, at least I'm, I'm, I'm guessing, right? Because, um, let me just check, is it, it's not concentration, you know, it's, it's just there. Yeah, it's, it's, it's just a binding spell. Yeah. I got something for you, if you, if you want to do this spell, I have a, a monster for you. Yeah, sure. I imagine you do this probably like outside of the the city if you're summoning a massive elemental. Oh, oh yeah, for sure. Yeah, yeah. So you you leave this temple. Yeah, before I like before that, I just thank her. I, I even forgot. Like, mm -hmm. sorry, what's your name again? My name's Lucille. It it has been a pleasure, Lucille. Uh, I'll just do something real quick <laughs> outside of the town. It's not number two. It's probably number 35. Um, oh god. <laughs> so, Good but, luck. Um, and I'll be right back. You're getting ready, and you're gonna head off out of the town. Um, was your plan for you guys to summon Palgrith like this day? Like, would you guys meet up for this, or what would you probably try to do? I don't fucking know anymore, because Bardon's just summoning everything. He's going to have a whole fucking menagerie. <laughs> fucking He's going to have his own army. That's going to be equivalent to the current <laughs> army. I mean, Fuck. that's one of the perks of being a prince, right? Emzy could have done that, but he didn't. God. I mean, <laughs> I mean, he got the gif here. He's got the gif and red dragons. That's pretty mm. good. It's, Let's see. it's pretty good. <laughs> Let's see how a red dragon fares against my... Flying boar. Uh, <laughs> it's called if you wanted to be a flying boar, I'm here for it. So, and I'll just use, uh, like, my rock phone, and I'll just tell... Communication stone, yeah. 
and I just tell that shift that I'm going out of town. Just like I won't be like very far, but I'll be doing some summer. I'll have fun and be back by 10 p.m. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> okay, Pa. <laughs> <laughs> Gordon, you go outside of the town, and there's like a little bit of a clearing you can use where there used to be a lot of crates where they've been hauled up, just like tilling up their earth and making a large symbol. You're like, this should be good. And you start up this spell, and you place the 10,000 gold in this circle, and people are looking over like, oh shit, that's a lot of money. Like, I could retire with that money, just like looking over at you. As you're chanting, and like as like maybe one of them like starts kind of coming up towards you, this wind just buffets out, and your beard's flapping in the wind, your hair's going, you look like you're in the middle of like a <laughs> Studio Ghibli movie. <laughs> as like your your clothes are going, ice cream tubular, and uh, <laughs> <yes>. <laughs> you're you're holding onto your amulet. It, this wind is just howling. You see like trees and everything are like bending away from you. As you're chanting these words, calling for aid in the upcoming battle, you see as the storms start forming overhead and lightning starts crackling in the clouds, people are looking incredibly concerned over at you. And these storms, they actually start coming down. At first it looks like a bit of a funnel cloud, but it just like keeps snaking out, and when it reaches the circle, it starts forming this this shape where like it, it first it's a ball and then it starts elongating and then like two arms are coming out from it clawed hands and two more come out from the sides and these two eyes form this crackling lightning and this mouth opens up and you can watch as this electricity is flickering inside these black clouds it leans towards you this thing is probably like 30 feet tall you hear it say what is your bidding I will need your aid for at least one day. There is a, like a huge incoming battle. We will need air support. Are you up to the challenge? I will destroy anyone in my path. You simply need to point me at the enemy, and I will leave you with pieces of them remaining. Be very specific of who you point them towards, because that. You know, it's like a monkey's paw kind of thing. <laughs> <laughs> no, this this guy, he's uh, he's on the down low. Because, like, Bordon's summoning him for the, the point of saving the world, so he attracted a being of good to uh, come aid him. Okay. Because if he, if he would have just said, let's fucking blow some shit up, then he probably would have got, like, a being of neutrality and be like, all right, let's do this. <laughs> yeah! But, like, he, he wants to save people and do mm-hmm. something good, so he attracted somebody of a similar nature. So the the being it like it, as it like leans down, the wind is buffeting towards you. I will remain in the clouds until we reach the battle. You can call upon me at any time. So what's your name? As he's leaning down towards you, you ask for his name, and he says, "I am Voltos, the Imploder of Dimensions." And as he says this, he. You feel like the electricity build up, like your your hair is on end as this wind is whipping around, and he just funnels up into the clouds. Now there's just like this large dark storm cloud hanging over Sanctuary. <laughs> people are <laughs> there's like people maybe like thirty feet away from you. Their hair is like equally blown back. There's like still a lot of electricity in the air. 
it, like you can hear a pin drop as everyone's just staring. And due to the nature of your belt, your hair settles back down and you look perfect. So I, I, ju I just go back to the headquarters. You make it back to the headquarters and you see Kelsar's there. You see Ronnie is just kind of... He's made this tower of books and he's like he made almost like a like a fort. And he's just kind of sitting in it, just strumming. You see Draxir is there, finally putting Uhtred back together, once again, together again. Yeah, you see the the gangs there. You see Enzo's off to the side. He's just cleaning his weapons and his armor. I tell the group that I have summoned Voltos, the imploder of dimensions, a thunder lamento, to help us tomorrow. It's it's a it was a bargain, okay, guys. Um, it was just ten thousand GP. And don't say anything, Ronnie. And um, it's going to help us tomorrow. Like, it's going to give us, like, air support. Wait, did you just say Volvos? Yes, Volvos. <laughs> Fuck. It's like multiple cars. It's actually like... Um, <laughs> so many. Yeah. It's, it's, it's just like, a fleet. Um, <laughs> Let's bring back the Kalsor soundboard. The fuck's a car? <laughs> <laughs> it's like Optimus Prime. But it's like many cars, you know, like one on top of the other. It's going to be. I got hit by one of those, so those things must be pretty awesome, then. <laughs> that sounds awesome. <laughs> oh, he first said like his name was Voltos, uh, Slayer of of Kelsars. So it sort of makes sense. Well, that doesn't that doesn't sound very uh, like a good idea since I'm on their side supposedly. <laughs> Yeah, but now, now, but they they changed their, their title. Now it's just just imploder of the of dimension. Oh, okay, that checks out. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah. So, what would you all like to do with the, the remainder of the day? You can just sleep. You can get ready for the next day. You can go talk to an angel. You could like anything you'd like to do. By all means, what would you like to? I want to see if I can talk to a story and see if we can get the people from Geltsfar. I don't know how useful they'll be, but I mean. Or they do something, then you know, just plain die. Yeah, you see, she's there at the map. Like they're they're finalizing their battle plans. They're they're getting things ready, and you come over and you bring up that you you want to bring the people of Geldspar. And she says, Geldspar wasn't it the small town that got destroyed. Yeah, it's back now. They have an army. They have a shit ton of people there that I'm sure could uh, you know hold weapons. Do you know who their leader is? Maybe. <laughs> Okay, long story short, Ronnie, like, might have started a cult there, and, uh, he had a secretary that I think ran, that, uh, took charge of everything, so maybe we could get the secretary. Ronnie started a cult at Geld's Bar, and, okay, you know what? I mean, we're, we're on the end game. <laughs> Whatever works. <laughs> Honestly, it's, yeah, I mean, I couldn't make this up even if I tried. Okay, uh, do you want to bring Ronnie over here, since Ronnie was their previous cult leader? Hey, Ronnie. Remember the, the all your followers from, like, Geltspar? Do you think you can ask uh, like your secretary friend there if you can bring them here to fight? Uh... A la Portal's endgame style? I don't know. I, I, I don't even know what endgame is, but that seemed to be a thing in one dimension. Uh, okay, um... I don't know how to contact people from over there, but sure. I mean, Astoria might know. 
Yeah, I, I can I can set up a communication, but... I don't know. Like, uh, they all kind of run a town. I don't know if there's actually any warriors or anyone that would be, like, helpful there. They're all just kind of miners. <laughs> uh, I don't know if I, how I feel about some sending children to war. <laughs> well, I, I guess we can we can set up a line of communication, and I, I suppose we'll see what happens. It's better than nothing, okay? She holds out her hands, and you see this this small like mirror form in the air, and you see on the other end, Ronnie. There's your secretary. Insert name here, Lucas. You keep forgetting it. Is it Tiffany or something? Yeah, that's right. We called her Tiffany. Uh, changed her name. We didn't get breakfast there. No. We got dinner. Oh, fuck's sakes. <laughs> so Tiffany looks up and she's like, what the? What's up? Ronnie? Where the hell did you go? Uh, I got dragged back into doing stuff. Uh, can you do me a favor and see if there's any, like, strong people there who would be willing to go to war and then think up of a reward? Because I don't have one. Um... It'd be like mm-hmm. stock options, uh, and then uh, right, Ronnie. Don't 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 forget to mention fate of the universe and all existence and all that. Okay. Oh well, pay them an exposure. Uh, ask if there's anyone there. Oh no no no! <laughs> Send all of your designers. We're going to pay just, them with, with exposure. Oh fuck! <laughs> we'll just get their name out there for them. Yeah, yeah two thousand followers that yeah, we're gonna show them. Two thousand people as two thousand clients. Yeah, but they need to have their own cars. Right? <laughs> um, yeah. Tell them they still they get to continue yeah. living if they help. Because why? What's happening? Are you gonna attack Geldspar again? No, not again. But uh, we're gonna be attacking the Ivory Tower where the the universe is kind of on the. Basically, if we fail, then everything dies. Well, I'll I'll try to look to see who's like not high or drunk. Honestly, if they're high or drunk, that might actually work to our advantage. They might care less about being sent to their deaths. Give me uh, give me five minutes. She she wanders off. The the thing the window's still open. The story is like so. You, what kind of town was this, Ronnie? What kind of town was what? Gelsbar? Oh, I don't know. I was only there for like a day. What about, like, now, your new Geldspar? Oh, my new Geldspar. It's a mining town, I guess. It's a mining town slash casino town. At mm. Old Chestnut, yeah. Funnel the money back in. Yeah, exactly, yeah. <laughs> uh, we get all the money and we throw it down a pit. Right. Yeah. I don't know. People just came and, and watched me play. And, uh, well, that's all the parts I saw of it. And then I go back to the hotel. Uh, it had real nice hotels, lots of hotels. <laughs> only the best. The hotels. best. Only the best hotels. <laughs> the best. The biggest of yeah. the best hotels. Are you having another forty-five? Oh, remember, Ronnie made all the the sweets, king sweets. They're like the the best sweets there are because, just in case he went to one, he wanted it to be the best one. Exactly. Yeah. Okay. Uh, oh, it looks like they're back. Hey, so, uh, I said fate of the universe. She's looking at, like, this little piece of paper she has. You might die. Your meat shield. There's a huge war. A lot of people to kill. Uh, exposure. Stock options. So, 
I got uh, just uh, I got a group of ogres. They said they were interested in just killing, uh, killing things. Wait, why? There is someone who calls themselves uh, the Ranger. They, I, I don't think they've ever fought in their life. They're just trying to look cool. I think they were hitting on me. Uh, <laughs> and then there is, I don't know if they're like a, a silver dragon or a person who can look like a silver dragon, but I think there's that. Uh, honestly, that is better than I could have expected. I had low expectations, so um, I say awesome, bring them along, I'll point the ogres at whatever they need to kill and they can just have at it. Alright, yeah, I uh, guess we'll talk more with this Astoria person, we'll, we'll get all this sorted out. and Awesome! Thank you, Tiffany. Ronnie, how do we pay people in exposure? That doesn't seem like a thing. No, I mean, it must be. Like, exposure is like half of what I got in the bank, so uh, just use some of that. You could argue that Ronnie's performances were paying them with exposure. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> That's very true. All right, so Astoria goes back to talking to Tiffany as the, the two of you walk back to the group. Holy shit, I can't believe that worked. <sighs> Why wouldn't it? I, I don't know. I mean, yeah. Because <laughs> they're all free spirits who are just helping each other out and living into living in a town that believed in equality. <laughs> Even Bordon didn't want to disrupt the town. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> the point, like, do we take away the instrument? <laughs> <laughs> they are the only source of happiness. Like, not the yeah. only one, but like probably the main one. <sighs> probably the source of harmony. Uh, so that are not existing. So I mean, you're. Your move. <laughs> uh, are we going to summon the like that creature from the book? I mean, that seems like uh, honestly, it can go either way. So, you know. I mean, uh, I think I think it would be like the sort of like the more the merrier. The more the merrier, yeah. I mean, or the more powerful or whatever. It's definitely not merrier, but I mean. Hey, I, I'm taking a look at the battle map here, and uh, it's looking pretty even, I'd say generously. So, hey, if we can get more, great. We might be able to strike up a favorable deal with it as well, seeing as it'll probably want to take the tower. He could have the tower, I don't care. Exactly. No, he can't. I don't... You want the tower? Yeah, what are you going to do with the tower? No, I don't want the tower, but like the tower, it is extremely powerful. Yeah, that's part of the deal. We like we take care of our stuff, and then Helgrith can take the tower back after we're done. Go back to whatever plane it's from. Yeah, exactly. Doesn't seem like a good idea. Does anything? Let us not have him, you know, like own the tower, because he pro he can probably use the tower against us, right? If he's like very pissed with uh, humanity, which he probably will be. And uh, considering the current situation, the main thing that made him upset and that caused him to start his rampage against the mortal races is that they always caused problems and always tried to destroy the world. It's kind of counterproductive, but okay. Well, he figured he would get rid of the mortal races and just let natural order take over and that the world could flourish by themselves. The world would create new mortal races. So he, it's Thanos, basically. Start again. Well, no, Thanos kept half. <laughs> he did not want half. 
you want to just clean slate. Let's start. Great. The other angels did not agree. Yeah, I couldn't imagine why. You do know that when you have the book, the creature summoned has to listen to the book holder. Yeah, so there you go. Pour it on. So are you guys down for it? Well, I mean, he has to listen to you, right? I mean, while I still have the book, if I lose the book, or like for whatever reason, if I if something happens, um, and if I, you know, like lose hold of the book, does it just do whatever it wants, or how how does it go? Is it like free? You would have to get the book. Yeah. So, uh, all right, on. I got this staple gun here, and we're just gonna. You're gonna feel a pinch. Feel a pinch. <laughs> I was about to say we better chain that book to you or something. Yeah. Yeah, that's that's what I was thinking. All right. Well, if you're down. I mean, I'm fine. Like I said, we we need as you know, like as many help as we can get. Yep. So okay, let's fucking do this. All right, let's let's go summon Palgrith the Unclean. You all head back out to board on summoning spot. You know, where the cool kids hang out. <laughs> There's no grass to be found anywhere. Not at all. It's like clearly everything in the area is blown away from one general direction, but you can still see like rune work carved into the ground. And you're you're all outside town. There is like the, the odd bird chirping. They're, they've slowly been coming back. And uh, there's uh, some people in the distance. Not too far away. They have like little campfires going near tents, like a lot of soldiers. You see these massive ships are still in the air. A large storm cloud looms over Sanctuary. You see every so often a dragon flies overhead. And uh, it's carrying a number of guest soldiers on its back. And sometimes like it'll have like a cart or something in its claws that it's bringing. And like going towards Sanctuary. You take out the book and it's it's rattling in your hands. Like it's excited. It's it's stoked you're going to open it up. I'm, I'm a little bit concerned. but <laughs> You have this book in your hands. You open it up. Yes, I do open it up. Oh, I think uh, we were going to have, um, what's her name again? Storia? Like, with us, right? I think that's that's something that we, we were saying. Okay, yeah. She can come along to kind of, like, try to help out if, uh, if something goes wrong. There's a few other soldiers and stuff, like some other Chosen that are there. Some randos you don't know. You see, Uldritch Windcatcher... You recognize her. She's the new leader of the hunters, and she's just uh, she takes her bow, strings it up, and she's she has a few arrows notched ready. And you have this book, and as you open it up, there's once more that picture of the the many winged creature, the eyes along its wings, and you see written in celestial, "Here lies Palgrith the Unclean." Okay, so I summon Palgrith the Unclean. You hold this book open, you say these words, and everything goes quiet. The wind stops, the birds stop. You don't even hear sounds from, like, the fire, which is weird, because it's not too far away. People are all kind of looking around, like, what's going on? You feel the air gets heavy, and this lightning arcs out of the sky, this pure white hot slams down into the circle again and again and again. This whole air is charged. There is so much power thrumming in this area. You see all the birds immediately take off. 
The horses are whinnying, they don't want to be here. Some people just take off because they don't know what the fuck's happening. Suddenly lightning just struck seven times in one spot. And everyone's looking very alarmed. This crackling energy slowly starts taking shape into the same being that you saw from the book. These wings start to become detailed and you see these eyes are blinking open. This voice echoes and booms out over the fields. I am Palgrith the Unclean. Which of you mortals has summoned me? I turn and look at Borg. I have. Why? Why have you brought me to this accursed plane? Why have you dragged me from the void? All reality is in the, is in the brink of extinction, and we need our help. We know that even though you have some concerns regarding everything living, I, I'm quite sure that you would not like, you know, like the whole reality to shatter. So I was thinking maybe we can, like maybe you can help us with this incoming battle. What do you think? The very people who destroyed me are now destroying everything. I would love revenge upon these mortals, but... Oh crap. There is always a but. I wish to be freed after this is done. And how can we know you won't resume your old agenda? I will, but I will give you time. I will give you one century before I return with my army. And destroy everything. Not everything. Everyone. Okay. Sounds like Pelgrith really enjoys being in that book. Uh-huh. He doesn't want to go back to the book. He doesn't oh, no, no, no. Into, into the book you go. So, uh, that's, a, that's a hard no? Uh, I mean, I'm not going to put all reality, like, jeopardize all reality, even though, like, it's going to be 100 years from now. We'll all long be dead after that so we can't really do much i mean you talk you talk about yourself i mean if, even you right i mean i'm quite sure oh no no i'm definitely saying no to this guy like no i'm just i'm just trying to mess with you a little bit but no yeah no no screw this guy i can evaporate the armies in your way you can save the mortal souls here and then i will be free <sighs> and you will be free to save everyone. You know, like, this kind of bargain is the... I call those, like, the bullshit bargain. This deal is the worst deal that's ever existed. Maybe ever. This seems to be a very bad deal. You will walk into a war and wager your existence and possibly lose, or you will have a chance. Okay, let, let's find, like, a, a middle ground here, right? We, ne- we need your help. Please remember that you are going to be destroyed, too. Don't you care about your own existence? I mean, you don't want to go into the book, right? But do you want to die? I've already been slain. You dragged me from the void. No, here's a question of logic. The fact that we considered summoning you to prevent the complete destruction of the universe, doesn't that kind of imply that not all mortal beings just want to ruin everything? No, but I left four, and they're already ready. Alright, there's no dealing with you. (laughs) 
Yeah, in, into the book. 75 years. Okay. And you, you know what? You know what? If I rip this page, you're done. You're gone. Right? Then do it. Okay, just into the book you go. I mean, you have absolutely no saying here. Rip the page out. Yeah, I mean, you're not really in the position to negotiate. Yeah. 125 years. I'll give you 125 years, sure. I, I, I don't know how to haggle, I'm sorry. Wait, 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 wait. How do you... How do you count time? You're in a book, right? Hmm. Um, how do you even know, like, how much time has passed? All inside this book are conscious. No, yeah, but sure. Do you have, like, a calendar inside, like, the book? Um, or, you know, like a clock? Or something like that? Beings of my caliber don't forget things like what time it is. So, how, how does it go? Like, we free you and then... But you're still bound to the book, right? If you free me, I will be free from the book. I will leave this plane. I will depart the plane for 125 years, if you wish. And then I will return. Damn, I should have went higher. 137 years. Are you so worried? You mortals have defeated me once before. This is true. I mean, I'm quite sure you're not betting against yourself, right? I wish to survive, but I also wish to no longer be in this book. If you put me back in the book, then just destroy the page. Why the fucking bloodlust? Just the eyes look down and focus on you. It is what I've become. It is everything. I was here when creation began. I watched every leaf be made. And then I watched the races be brought in and destroyed that creation. Yes, they made their own things, but they destroyed so much to do so and to, to survive. No, progress. All of you think it's just, oh, goddamn invincible. But, you know, I'll have you know that we, all four of us here, we defeated a god. Then you shouldn't be worried. We defeated Yagditha. You know who Yagditha is? So you're, you're evil. Oh no. You destroyed a god of light. Not necessarily. Like, wait, wait. He said we have defeated Yagditha. We didn't destroy Yagditha. Yagditha still exists. Yagditha is among us, actually. Why would you fight good? It wasn't good. Because it, it, I wouldn't say like it got corrupted, but like Yagditha's idea of uh, helping this world wasn't exactly aligned with ours. I mean, Yagditha was going to explode Kelsar too, so... You saved the one to destroy the many. By all means, Yagditha wouldn't exist without Kelsar. Yeah. Hmm. You're a vessel. I was. Which means you could still be a vessel. What are you hinting at? I'll join you. You let me enter you. And I will give you unlimited power. Hell no. I've been through that shit long <laughs> enough. You can, you can fuck right off, buddy. There's something else. Like, seriously. Find us in the middle here. Why destroy the world? I, I'm, like, I'm a cleric. And I understand... Like, like being lawful and like I I understand like 
being, you know, like hating chaos, but without chaos, like creatures, they can't evolve, right? And it doesn't mean that, I don't know, like living things haven't destroyed other things, which is unfortunately the natural course of things, right? I don't know if we would be here today. So in, instead of like looking how much we have devastated, maybe you should you should have like another angle of like seeing how much we have created. Chaos will always be here, even if you destroy everything. Something else will, will be born again and again and again. Is that's the natural course of life, right? Yeah, I mean you can eliminate all mortals for existence, but. It Chaos will prevail and create new mortals anyway, so it seems kind of like a boot point for you, doesn't it? Everyone turns and looks at Ronnie. Just pure chaos. It's just crackling around him. <laughs> First, Borodon, roll a persuasion. I'll use my flash of genius to provide a portion of Borodon's argument. So here's the problem. Pelgrith the Unclean is an angel that believes they are good and everyone else is evil. However, they want to produce the most evil act possible destroying all consciousness in the universe the only thing that gives the universe meaning by which it can observe itself so you get a plus five fuck yeah so i got like plus 11 in total all right so i'm going to roll the dice okay lucas we have done a lot of good things right i mean can i have my inspiration point you have you have a plus 11 that's pretty no, good but i need i need the inspiration lucas why would i have given you inspiration right now <laughs> we're not no like... no no but you provide inspiration like always, you know. It's not inspiring. It's not how the, he only has it limited amount of times per day. You could ask me to use it, but like, I, I can't. I mean, I you can't like. <laughs> oh, now now I'm going to try to persuade him. Wink, this is wink, that nudge, nudge. fucking princely mentality. Oh, you should just know to inspire me at all times. <laughs> well, of I course. <laughs> I let Drax here use his flash of genius in a moment Ronnie uh, if you can think of a way in which you would use inspiration what what would you do like I'm probably pretty I've probably been pretty bored this whole time so I've just been like uh, slapping ryth- rhythmically on stuff <laughs> <laughs> then you started like building up like a beat while Bordon was getting like in, like, in his inspirational rage and yeah <laughs> he didn't even notice the background music was fueling him okay so I got 26 in total. So this creature is staring at you. You, you're all, you all said your piece, and its, its eyes are narrowing. It looks outside uh, all around the grand walls surrounding Sanctuary, the, the fields that are all like ranging out, the trees lifting up. You see there's the, all these tents of like mortals everywhere just getting ready to have one last fight in their life where they will just try to save this planet and you're there just trying to speak to this last shred of sympathy inside this angel this this being that was created for the purpose of good but has fallen so far into corruption it stares at all the creation and it looks back at you with these many many eyes very well I will aid you in this battle and when I'm done you will destroy my page with me in it do you want to die? I'm done with this fight I'm done with 
the worlds I have outlived my purpose. I've fallen from my kind. I'm alone in the void. And what suffering I have. It'll be over once this fight is done. Promise me you'll do this. I promise you. Then it is done. This energy like bursts out from around him and this lightning just arcs back into the book and some of it like zaps out and it like uh, it zaps the side of your faceboard on you feel this intense pain this stinging as you can't see but the other guys see there's like this Enochian sigil has been branded into your cheek and then you know now that you can call upon Algrith to aid you in the upcoming battle Down here. Uh, I mean, it looks right for the book. Wing over. Hi, I'm just checking in, making sure everything's going well. Oh, Astoria. Yes, thank you for coming on by. Um, I think it's good. You're the expert with all things portals, so if it looks good to you, then I, I, I'll feel confident. Ah. Uh... Yeah, no, this looks like it's all it's all good. Okay, perfect. Okay, so here's the game plan. The armies are heading out right away. We are looking to be at the Ivory Tower. Oh, I don't know how long it's going to take. Time has become a strange thing in flux. It could be one day, it could be three, but you'll know. Once we start getting down there... A lot of reports are going to start coming in. You'll hear it through the spheres. We need this portal open right away, and we need people going through it. This world might not last, and people need a way to escape. Now, I've already contacted people from Baldur's Gate, Candlekeep, everywhere in the surrounding area. People are going to either be funneling here, or for some reason, a lot of people are going to Geldspar, so possible they'll just go there but do expect a lot of traffic you need to get this portal running as soon as possible okay yeah that's fine that's fine um okay no pressure okay so you're going off to war i'll be working on this portal michael's gonna help me out should be a-okay good luck out there astoria and i really hope you save this world you and me both. Hey there, travelers. You've probably noticed lately we have been increasing our amount of episodes that we've been uh, putting out onto the main feed. We are hitting into the last act of this campaign. All recorded, pretty much all edited and ready to go. It's just a matter of adding the intros and outros and stuff like that, little mini-sodes. But we are gearing up for the next campaign. I will be speaking about it in greater detail, of course, but probably going to be noticing that we're going to be moving to a weekly schedule, at least for a bit. We might continue a weekly schedule. We'll see how people like it. 
Basically, if you're enjoying it, you can let us know over on Twitter, email, anything like that. We also have a Discord server. Check the show notes of this episode and you will see a link to our Discord if you want to pop on by. Often there's a lot of memes, artwork, that kind of stuff, discussion about the show. So you can come on over and chat with uh, us there. Our new campaign is looking to air probably mid to late August, I'm thinking. We will chat more about it, but it's going to be different. But I know if you've liked Violet of the Seven Dice up to this point, then you're really going to enjoy what we have coming up. It's going to be... I just want to talk all about it now. I can't. Uh, so if you want to hear more about it, head on over to our Patreon, sign up. It's like a dollar. I give monthly updates and I talk about it there, but otherwise I will be spilling the beans on that soon with also uh, perhaps another GM will be uh, working with me. So be excited. But yeah, thank you very much, of course, always for listening to Battle of the Seven Dice. Seeing those numbers come through and seeing people are enjoying this story really just, you know, lights that fire. It makes us happy to see we have been going at this for about four years now and the fact that some of you have been with us from around the start that's absolutely incredible you really don't know what that means to us seeing all of you follow along this crazy story that i thought of while riding my bike to work but i can't wait to bring you this story and to give it the conclusion that it absolutely deserves it is a fantastic end that i'm sure all of you listening will enjoy just as much There is going to be, a little spoiler, we have about five episodes left. Probably do a little bit of like a round table at the end. I'll see who wants to join me on that. It might just be me. It might be me and Jason. We'll see uh, what people like to come on by for that. But yeah, we're going to be having a, a bit of a round table discussion there. And then we'll be leading into the next campaign. I don't know if there's going to be a big wait before the next campaign. We might take a week or two off just to kind of have a breather, but probably hop into it pretty fast all right travelers that's enough prattling from me thank you so much for coming by and enjoying Battle of the seven dice and i can't wait to bring you more tales to come all right travelers i bid you all adieu